Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to The Mixtape. I'm your host, Casey, and this week our mixtape is 80s hair metal, and I'm here with Alan Eno. Alan, you're an assistant professor of practice, is that right? Yes. Yeah. In what area? In broadcasting, but I teach across the sequences, the majors in the VizCom program, video production, and yeah. a variety of other <laughs> video-related topics all right so uh you chose 80s hair metal that's your jam tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about why you like that particular type of music what about it do you love well it's not really the music i grew up on per se because i started in the listening to it probably middle school and in high school um which was kind of an unpopular thing nobody trying to tell me you weren't super popular um that that too (laughs) My friends didn't really like the same music I did, and so uh, they didn't really understand what I was getting into. What kind of music were they into? Like, what was big at the time? Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sure. (laughs) You're like, okay, um, I'm going to see your L.A., and I'm going to raise you some better, more hairsprayed L.A. That's right. (laughs) A lot of the, you know, a lot of the bands that had been, what you call, older metal were releasing new albums about that time, and those were the albums I got into. So, you know, second or third albums from or fourth from some of these bands were the ones I really caught my attention. So it wasn't even like the 80s hits. It was 90s attempts at, you know, continued relevancy yeah. from bands that were formerly. I love that so much. <laughs> There's something fantastically deep cut about that. Okay, so just to kind of set the stage for people, um, 80s hair metal took place all across the country, but LA was sort of the mecca for where everyone went once they started getting popular and, and famous out of the 80s hair metal scene. So we're going to start with an 80s hair metal band that pretty much everybody knows and a song that everybody knows to kind of set our scene. And that this first one's going to be Motley Crue. Do you love Motley Crue? Did you feel like they were played out? What do you think? Well, they were one of the very first albums that I ever bought. And I loved them because they had so many hits and I heard so much of them on the radio. I don't know if I was conditioned to love them. <laughs> Or it, it just came naturally because I thought they were good, and I still think they were they were one of the best bands of the '80s, um, in terms of this genre at least. Let's get into one of their bigger hits. Let's do Doctor Feelgood. It's the mixtape on ninety point three KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, it's the mixtape, and this week we are with Alan Eno, and we're talking about 80s hair metal. So one of the bands, uh, when Alan and I were talking about this show and the kind of music he wants to play, because that's what we do with the show, we kind of play the music that the guest really is into, um, he mentioned a lot of hits, but also some things that most people don't know, and that brings us to the next one, which is Hardline. Can you tell us anything about that band? Hardline was one of the one of the first bands that I remember hearing hits on the radio and then hearing the album later and going, well, there's some better songs on the album than what's played on the radio. I like these better. And that from what I remember about that is, is it kind of got me into like, I need to buy albums to figure out, okay, all these songs I've been hearing on the radio, these bands I like, maybe they've got better songs. Isn't that interesting, the way record companies and bands kind of choose what the hit is going to be or what the lead single is going to be? And sometimes you get all the way into an album, and you're like, I don't understand why they didn't put this out. This is better, right? I Yeah, I agree. I, I had sort of a, I would call it like a two-stage awakening to hair metal music. One was when I would hear the songs on the radio, and uh, I would start to know the band through that. And then later on, when I had the money and bought the album, I would get... A whole different set of songs and i'd be like oh this is a new it was it was like rediscovering them um once i had an album that that had different songs on it than what was played on the radio sure i think um sometimes the hit is just ends up being kind of a uh, like a mirror to what's already on the radio like we find yeah. the single that's most like whatever is popular at that time but then you can find some more experimental and more interesting tracks if you go deeper on the album so hardline uh, two brothers, Johnny and Joey, but I also think it's really interesting because Neil Scholl was in Hardline, and he had been in Bad English and Journey. He played with Santana, so he was a pretty heavy hitter, and he didn't join Hardline until the early 90s. Right. So like all these other bands he had been in in the 70s and 80s had kind of fallen out of favor, right, as grunge came in, and then Neil joined Hardline, and that was probably about when you were getting into him, right, the yeah. early 90s. I think he was the on the first album of theirs that I bought was his first album, playing with him the song you picked from hardline was a rhythm from a red car why do you like this song i like the the melody the melodious <laughs> <laughs> the melodiousness the, the melodituude the melodic <laughs> melo- the melody really sings, spoke to me from that one and you know if i remember my music correctly prince had the the little red corvette and this was a similar, like, songs about red cars kind of speak to me a little bit. <laughs> All right, so let's do that one. It's Hardline Rhythm from a Red Car on 90.3 KRNU. This is the mixtape.
90.3 KRNU. This is the mixtape. I'm Casey, and I am here with Alan Eno. Our mixtape this week is 80s hair metal, but kind of a twist because the 80s hair metal Alan likes is 80s hair metal bands, but what they released in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's basically because I didn't get into it until I was a little bit older when I was I was in grade school in the 80s, so, you know, wasn't really into the metal right. at that age. <laughs> Most parents are not just really digging on their, um, you know, second grader listening to White Snake. But, you know, who am I to say? So you got into this kind of music when you were what, in middle school? Middle school into high school, yeah. And uh, didn't really make you too popular because grunge was becoming such a big thing, right? Yep. What did you think about bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all of that compared to the music that you were into? I liked some. They had their place, I felt. I mean, some of the music was good, and I liked I listened to quite a bit of variety. But, the, I mean, in the hierarchy of what I would prefer, I always went back to the hair metal bands. Did you take up an instrument around this time because you were interested in music? I did, but not because of the music that I listened to. I, I picked up the saxophone. Yes. So, nothing to do with hair metal. <laughs> More of like a Huey Lewis kind of um, Kenny G. Phil Collins, Kenny G type of vibe. That's awesome. So I love hair metal. I play the saxophone. I'm Alan. I, I gotta imagine <laughs> the somewhere 90s. there's a rock sax, right? <laughs> well, there has there's to be. There's somebody that's played saxophone in a heavy metal song. There has to be. If not, I think you. The, Bill, now Bill you know. I think did in the 90s. <laughs> that's true. He did, right? On Arsenio Hall. Um, you wanted to play a song called Blood from a Stone from Cinderella. Cinderella had a couple of hits. Notably, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. What is it about Blood from a Stone and their later stuff that you really like? It was, it was, um, their later stuff to me felt more complex. And I really, that's one of the things that I kind of like and look for in music in general is complexity. Mm -hmm. Like, I like the, the drummers who can roll odd rhythms and, you know, mix three, four, two, four, or four, four, four beats, um, into one single sequence. Um, and then the complexity of just overlaying different instruments and different tones on top of each other. And I think Cinderella was one of the first bands I really kind of started to notice that with. Because mm-hmm. um, their music, I felt, got more complex as they got more experience and more under, more albums under their belt. So I think this was the album that came up in 94. Well, let's listen to Cinderella Blood from a Stone, 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape.
KRNU, this is the mixtape. What we do every week is have an hour-long mixtape that is created by myself and someone who is on staff or faculty or a student here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln trying to kind of get a good vibe on what people like, why they like what they like. In a lot of people's case, they like the music that they grew up with, but I'm here with Alan Eno and that's not really true for you. The kind of music that you chose was music that you were really too young to like at that moment, right? Yeah, I didn't grow up in the 80s, really. I was in grade school, so 
I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of the 80s music until I was in middle school in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But you came back to it. And um, one thing that we were sort of discussing when we were talking about what this episode was going to be is that you had heard maybe an 80s hit from these bands and then decided, oh, they have a new album. I guess I'll check that out. Yeah. Right. And in a lot of cases ended up liking the new stuff better than some of the old stuff. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, I think some of these bands, because they weren't the style wasn't so popular at that time, it gave them a little bit more freedom to do some other things. They didn't have to fit into a mold because that mold was falling out of favor anyway. So they they could could be a little more free. They could produce concept albums or, you know, epic. Like I think of Queensryche Operation Mindcrime that was an epic album and um, some of the others that did concept albums. It was more experimental music, which was kind of what I... I liked that stuff. The whole idea of a concept album has got to seem so foreign to someone who is young in 2019 because people don't really buy their music in the form of albums anymore. And I'm not just talking about vinyl as a, as a medium. I'm talking about entire records. With the 90s and the and the introduction of things like Napster and, and downloadable MP3s, mm-hmm. people stopped getting a whole album. They would just pick the, the songs that they'd heard and that they were familiar with. Right. And with streaming music, it's kind of the same thing. You get, you don't get a full album. You get one or two songs. The popular, the ones that whoever runs, I don't know. Yeah. Whoever just somebody somewhere has decided that that that's that's the good song and that that's what you're gonna hear. It's interesting the way those things are played out now. Certainly a different thing than when you were listening to this music in the early '90s because you would just buy the whole album or. A club membership to like a BMG or Columbia House and the CDs would come to your house. Did you do that whole thing in the 90s? I spent a lot of time at Disco Round <laughs> and the pawn shop. The pawn shop was a great place to find stuff that just surprised me sometimes. Yep. The uh, We always used to go through the CDs in the used CD bin at Hastings. <laughs> so I'm sure when you're looking at these albums, you know, you probably got a lot of good deals, right? Yeah, like like cars. Never pay full price. <laughs> right. Look in the bargain bin first. There's good stuff in there. The next song we're going to play is a hit. People will know it, but I do think that the band is super notable and an excellent example of how 80s hair metal was not just a United States phenomenon, and that is the Scorpions. So the Scorpions are from Germany, and they formed in the mid-60s. They had a lot of records, but it wasn't until the 80s that they kind of got popular, and mostly on the back of MTV. Love at First Sting was the one that Rocky Like a Hurricane was on. Right. Did you have any of those older her- or older Scorpions albums? Those I actually retroactively went back and bought after I'd bought some of the newer ones and liked them. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I, I missed this song that was on the radio that I really liked, so I had to go buy it that older album i have a ton of scorpions albums i pretty much have them all from blackout up until 2015 yeah i was gonna say a couple years ago so the song you chose was winds of change and i know you like scorpions you have a lot of scorpions albums why winds of change it's it's one of the i'm not i've not always been a fan of all the rock ballads but it's one of the few rock ballads like the slow songs that were that were really i know it's a very mainstream song um, but it's one of the ones that's always stuck with me, and I just love the the whistling. That's like my favorite part, the whistle. It's I, I cannot do that whistle, but I can like I, I hear it in my head right now. Yeah, playing. it's happening. There there really is something atmospheric and lovely about the whistling and winds of change, um, and I do think that it's cool because in a in a decade of decadence, right, sort of that '80s hair metal thing, everything was about just like fast cars and girls and big hair and the whole thing. This song is about something. Enlighten us. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is about all of the things that were going on at that time. Again, Germany and the Berlin Wall, it, everything had been divided. So there was the Russian bloc and there was the whole situation. There was basically uh, East and West Berlin and there were people starving and dying and trying to get to the other side and, and how the Berlin Wall needed to be taken down. And the the winds of change are that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh that it was coming it was going to happen and it did happen and the scorpions were there so here's winds of change they it's the scorpions it. they did they predicted it they got they have like their little crystal ball their whistling crystal ball <laughs> here's winds of change it's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU down to 
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. I'm Casey and I'm here with Alan Uno. Our episode this week is 80s hair metal, but sort of through the lens of a 90s kid. Um, So Alan likes all this music. Um, You had said earlier that you kind of went back and retroactively bought all these 80s hair metal albums. It wasn't even the 80s anymore. You just liked it. So you went, went back and got them. But you retroactively pursued concert going too for these bands right does that make me hipster (laughs) it does you've probably never heard of it (laughs) you ask about concerts and it's it's an interesting thing because after i graduated college and going i had my own money right and so i started going to all these old concerts i saw queensrike i saw dream theater i saw scorpions i saw um tesla i think that that's cool because i bet you got to see these bands who were practiced and sharp because they'd been doing it for so oh, long 20 30 years on the stage and they they know exactly what they're doing but in small venues because yeah. if you were a person who tried to see Queensryche in 86 oh man you'd be you'd be sitting in the nosebleeds right you'd be in the rafters yeah. what is the crowd like at one of those shows is it just the diehard fans it's primarily that everybody knows every song everyone's singing along to every song and i felt like i was always the youngest one there um <laughs> Sometimes, like, I went to see Scorpions when they released their um, Unbreakable album. Mm-hmm. And everything on that album was new, but they sung a lot of their old stuff along with it. And so of everybody course. was singing along and everybody's, you know, trying not to break a hip <laughs> as they're dancing. One song we, we just played a second ago was Steelheart. And I don't know anything about that band. Can you tell me anything about them? The guy can sing, like, insanely high. That's really... How did you hear about them? How did you know about them? Steelheart was one of those surprise bands that I picked up just uh I used to go to the pawn shop and you know I'd buy something I wanted and then I'd buy something I'd never heard of it was one of those I was just like hey this looks interesting okay let's talk about Skid Row (laughs) from Jersey people know Skid Row because of Sebastian Bach right there were quite a few bands in the 80s who had these very charismatic singers looking at you Van Halen Molly Crew (laughs) Molly Crew yes um Poison who had these very charismatic singers and Skid Row was one of them. So Sebastian Bach had very long hair. He was very pretty, sort of like Axl Rose, but didn't seem quite as dangerous. Sort of had that <laughs> sort of look like skinny, skinny, pretty man. Signed by Bon Jovi's manager, Doc McGee. You chose a Skid Row song, a late Skid Row song, right? Yeah. Again, it's one of those where I heard the music. I saw, oh, they have a new album. I'm going to buy that. And then I like that album. So I had to go back and buy the older ones to keep up <laughs> to keep up the skid row <clears throat> yep and i they replaced sebastian bach but i feel like that wasn't until the late 90s so this would still have yeah. sebastian bach on it right yep the ones i have still have him as lead here's skid row it's quicksand jesus on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape, and we just wrapped it up with Extreme, Stop the World. So I'm here with Alan Eno, and we have been giving you a mixtape of basically 80s hair metal bands, but some of their later tracks, because Alan got into it a little bit later and likes some of the later stuff, right? Yeah, and I mean, if you look at Extreme, they're barely an 80s hair metal band. Their first album came out in 89. Mm-hmm. That's right. They, they really caught the tail end of it. Um, Wholehearted would be one that people know, and then, of course, the ever-lovely More Than Words. Mm-hmm. It's for the ladies, for your middle school dances. I did like that one, but it's, it's not my favorite of theirs. I just like uh, that a human's name is Nuno Bedencourt. I think that might be the coolest name on the planet. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Gary Sharon is not near as cool. <clears throat> Gary Sharon sounds like an insurance salesman, but Nuno Bedencourt sounds like a guy who would be in a cool band. And Gary Sharon went on to be in Van Halen. Extreme is another one where I actually started with their third album because that was what came out in the nine, like 92, I think that one came out. The tale goes that Gary Sharon and some other people had formed a band. So I think they're from Maryland um, and they or Massachusetts, excuse me. So they formed a band and it was called The Dream. And then some members came and went. Uh, Nuno Bedencourt came in, all of that. And so then they named their band Extreme. And so Extreme is extreme obviously it's a fantastic band name especially if you're going to be a kind of a hair metal thing extreme but also it's x dream because that was the former name of the the band the other iteration of the band so it's like it works on a lot of levels i feel like gary sharon may be some sort of genius like a wizard yeah well he was a good genius when it came to the music and development of you know his again complexity of of the music comes into play a lot with extreme songs especially later on if you were going to give an impassioned plea for people to give this particular era of music a chance. Because it's different. It's unique. And a lot of what the 80s hair bands, the metal bands would produce was just so, at the time, unheard of. I think, you know, a lot of the music, and none of it was, none of it was computer generated. None of it had an algorithm to say, this is the beat that's going to, that's going to, you know, that's going to get plays and listens I think that's really cool. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. It's 90.3 KRNU. This is a mixtape. We'll catch you next week. Interrupting all programs.